Hi everyone and welcome. You are listening to Sonoma Parenting 101. I am Barbara Pappas, your host for today. For today I have prepared three different topics. We are going to start with a short reading, an introduction of a book called The Plug-In Drug, written by Marie Wynne. And I will use that little article to lead into the next subject, which is the foundation of brain development. And at the end, we will ask the question, what is child development? And we will divide it in five different areas. So let me start off with a short reading by Marie Wynne. And you will find some supporting materials on our website, sonomaparenting101.com. Just suppose that every program on television was superb in every way, artistic, non-sexist, fair to minorities, relevant to ages and stages, dramatic, interesting, etc. And also suppose further that these beautiful programs began at 6 a.m., and went on until 3 a.m. the next morning, and you were in a constant state of frustration at having to go to work, relate to people, get chores done, or otherwise cope with the world of reality. Would that be a desirable state of affairs? Would you really want that? Without spelling it out in this way, Wynne analyzes the influence of television on children's lives, not so much in terms of content, but in terms of what is lost by so much involvement in the seductive enticement of the tube that teaches children passivity and receptivity as a major mode of response. For early childhood teachers, the plug-in drug will help shed light on such questions as why so many children are unable to play imaginatively and creatively why so many children are resisting any kind of effort and why so many children are easily bored in the midst of challenging activities that demand no more from them than attention and conscious effort. I wanted to start out with this subject of screen time because it's a big subject in early childhood education. It's a big decision-making for parents at home and I'm sure in the future we will get back to that subject. For now, I will lead into the foundation of brain development. As a very young child, as an infant or a very young toddler, everything is brand new. The entire environment, everything around us, is unknown. And how does a child make it known? Well, the foundation of brain development is experiences with our senses. And that means that a child has to touch, hear, smell, taste, and see everything in order to make sense of it and to understand and finally master their environment. So the more a child uses their senses, the more information is being sent to the brain to develop, 
and the brain sends back to the child to be curious and interested. And the more curious and interested a child is, the more they will want to touch and hear and smell and taste and see and explore their environment. It is a wonderful positive cycle for the child to grow. And along that, while the child gains mastery of their environment, they show great self-confidence. There are three areas in the body that are more important than others to send information to the brain, and that is the mouth and the lips, the palms of the hands, and the soles of the feet. And that is simply why children put most everything in their mouth, why they want to touch everything, and why it is extremely helpful for them to be barefoot. As long as it is safe, let them run on grass and carpets and roads and rocks and bark and sand so that all that information can be sent to their brain and the brain can make sense of their environment. On the other hand, if the child is in a very passive environment, and that's just what screens are, then all these concrete experiences are being eliminated. The child just sits or lays in front of the screen and images pass by. I always like to bring up the example of appleness. Let's suppose the child has an iPad or a TV and there is an apple and it might be red or green it might be more or less round and maybe it's big or small. There are very few qualities that a child can learn from a screen about what an apple is. But if on the other hand the child explores real apples and they can taste them and touch them and we cut them apart for them and they can feel the tartness or the sweetness, the juice the skin, they see the seeds, they experience the three-dimensional quality of apples and so forth, then they can actually master appleness. And this applies to everything in their environment. If you look around right now in your room or in your car, wherever you might be, and you just Look at the walls and maybe pictures, blankets, pillows, lampshades, flooring, hardware or carpet, mats, um, curtains, marble tops, wood surfaces, anything that you see, you know what it is. You know the difference of a wood surface or a marble surface, glass or carpet. You know the weight of books or a chair or a table. But the children, especially the very young children, they don't know that yet. And that is why they need to experience their environment with their entire body. They need to climb into boxes and under table and through the chairs and over couches or um, sofas so that they learn where they are in space related to their environment.
So we have talked about uh, screen time. We have talked a little bit about the foundation of brain development. And we are now going into child development. What is child development? And we differentiate into five different areas. Let's start with the cognitive development. That is the child's ability to learn and solve problems. We just talked about brain development and the cognitive development has much to do with academic learning. It has to do with the mind and mindfulness. It has to do with the intellect. And frequently adults think of education primarily in the realm of the cognitive development, but it really is just one of five. So the next one will go to the social-emotional development. And that is the ability for a child to interact with others of different ages, so peers as well as adults, helping others, helping themselves, and exercising some form of self-control. Now, for me as an educator, this social-emotional development is very, very important. Only when we have a healthy heart, when we can be kind and loving, can we truly be happy and healthy. And so much of the cognitive skills, such as the ABC or the numbers 1, 2, 3, um, they, they will be learned. They might be learned a little earlier or a little bit later. But the health of the social-emotional area in the body um, is a very, very important part that needs um, a lot of good modeling. So from there we go to the speech and language development. It is the child's ability to both understand and to use a language. So here we speak language. You can probably notice that language is my, that English is my second language. A lot of families here in California prefer bilingual, and that means English and Spanish in many cases. But there are French, Italian, Mandarin. There are a lot of uh, different languages here, especially in California. And sometimes um, the more is not necessarily the better. I would ask the question... Is it applicable for the child's life and has it meaning? Is it meaningful for the daily life, for the daily routine of the child to, uh, let's say, learn Mandarin or French or, or Spanish or um, any other language? Also, as adults, we model our speech. So we have to have clear speech and we want to show rich vocabulary and with correct grammar. So cognitive, social, emotional, and speech. The fourth one is the fine motor skill. So that is the ability to use small muscles, specifically of the hands and the fingers. And again, just a few minutes ago, we talked about the importance of the palm of the hands. And from the very young child on, it is very important to let them explore in a safe way their environment. And when they get somewhere around close to two, maybe 20 months, 
you might notice a phase of no I want to do it myself and it's the phase of I, my, mine, myself. It's a very important phase for success in life later on so as long as you can have it in a safe way set up let the children explore just about everything themselves. Let them struggle with a zipper or with buttons with getting their little toes into the socks and pulling their underwear or pants up or getting the head through the shirts. Again, all these skills need to be learned before they can be mastered. So we have to allow a lot of exposure and a lot of repetition of all those fine motor skills. And of course, then eventually they will lead into penmanship, which we need for our entire life. And um, it is a difficult task to have a pencil grip and to actually write and to write beautifully. So again, give it time for the process and set it up that it is available for lots of repetition. And finally, we have one more area and that is the gross motor skill. So we are very familiar with that because we are a country very interested in sports and it's the large muscle groups. So what we see on the playground, the sliding and jumping and climbing and running and kicking a soccer ball and swimming and all that is the gross motor development. Now we need to keep in mind that the child needs to develop all five areas in a balanced way and they might go from a language burst into a gross motor burst into just really loving books. It's not a straight organized road that they develop on. It's more like a hopscotch left and right um, being curious and interested in different areas. So to sum it up for today, I just wanted to start with some basic terminology and understanding of the importance of concrete experiences in young children and to differentiate a little bit about when we talk about child development in the future that we have these five different areas. For today, I say goodbye, have a wonderful day, and until next time.